0: Hey, everybody, before we get to our episode today, I wanted to share with you about an exciting movie that is coming out on September 17th. It is called Blue Bayou. It's from award-winning writer and director Justin Chan, who also stars in the movie Blue Bayou. It is the moving and timely story of a uniquely American family fighting for the future. It stars a character named Antonio LeBlanc, a Korean-American adoptee raised in a small town in the Louisiana Bayou who's married to the love of his life, Kathy, and stepdad to their beloved daughter, Jessie. Struggling to make a better life for his family, he must confront the ghosts of his past when he discovers that he could be deported from the only country he has ever called home. It's inspired by true events, and Blue Bayou shines an important light on the impact our immigration policies have on American families today. Blue Bayou stars Justin Chan and Alicia Vikander and is in theaters starting September 17th. For tickets and more information, visit bluebayofilm.com and listen to the Blue Bayou interview episodes on Dear Asian Americans, Korean American Parenting, and The Chan-Chi Show. Thanks, and here now is our episode. Welcome to the Korean American Parenting Podcast, where we share the idiosyncrasies, struggles, joys and pains of being a korean-american parent not just korean or american navigating the unique cross-cultural challenges of parenthood i'm jerry
1: and i'm jang join us each week as we chat with fellow parents and parenting experts about topics like academics health both physical and mental and culture and of course how current events such as COVID has impacted all our lives in numerous ways Our hope is that through these conversations, we'll grow together as confident Korean American parents raising confident Korean American children.
0: Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at Korean American Parenting. And be sure to share this with a fellow parent if you find the show helpful.
1: Thanks again for tuning in. And here now is this week's episode.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Korean American Parenting. And we hope that you have been well in all senses of the word. um, It is now middle of August. And as we join you here, we're dealing with uh, another spike, another fourth wave or third wave or I've lost track of of the coronavirus uh, pandemic uh, with the rise of the Delta variant. And so before anything, we just wish that you and your people are staying safe. We're back and we took a little bit of a break um, as we were focusing on our families for the summer and our other projects. And we wanted to talk to you today about uh, the Olympics. And I think Right now, it's it's ended. Um, hope you got to watch some of it. Jang and I wanted to come back uh, today and to share with you our thoughts, uh, both as Korean Americans, but also as parents of uh, two Korean American or three Korean American children collectively on uh, sort of what that means for us, what it means in terms of representation, national pride, and all that stuff. So, Jang, uh, how have you been the last few weeks?
1: Hi, Jerry. Um, it's been busy. Um, I thought the summers will be a little bit chiller. <laughs> But um, both busy in um, work, family life, and also a lot of thoughts. Um, I think both with COVID and Olympics and everything going on, um, it's been a um, bit of an interesting summer, as it has been in the past year or so.
0: Well, before we talk about the Olympics, let's talk about uh, COVID and sort of from your perspective as a medical doctor on on what you've seen and. Um, not just in your parts of the world, but um, in, in sort of conversations with your colleagues and other things. Um, what, what, are, what are your thoughts and what can, what can we pay attention to or learn from?
1: Well, I think it's um, great that the vaccination is happening. Um, obviously, the um, you want more people to be vaccinated. Um, and I think there was a lot of um, excitement and anxiety about the world opening. Um, but now the Delta It's quite scary. (laughs) Um, The good news is that when you're vaccinated, you, you know, you might get it, but it would be much milder for the most part. Um, I do think that there are a little bit more kids being infected, and I do worry about that as a parent. Um, But in overall, I think uh, my family has been much less uh, strict. Um. Uh. In terms of kind of going out, uh, we've had some friends come over, but they were all vaccinated. So things like that, because we've been very strictly social distancing for the past year, more for sure.
0: How does that impact your? On that note, right? Because um, we're we're all vaccinated, and if you haven't, I I strongly encourage you to consider getting vaccinated. Um, Our kids are not because they're not old enough. does that change the way that you are thinking about kids' school travel plans, just socializing? Because um, I think you know many parents are confused.
1: Yeah, so you know, I yeah. I'm confused too in some ways. Um, I think um, I think it was in April or May when my uh, husband and I came to a conclusion that. Um, really the mental health of our child was deteriorating you know she she was three and a half when COVID started and um uh, we had taken her out of school for the year and she did pretty well for the most part like your, your kids did um but she's an only child and she had never seen any other children for almost a year um and um, starting like March and April is when she started consistently asking for friends, like having a lot more tantrums, um, having really difficulty expressing um, things. Also, she started to th- talk about how she's losing family because she hasn't seen them in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, we live out in Washington State, but all of our families are scattered around uh, America and Asia, and so um, it was kind of like the breaking point for us Um, and that's when also it kind of coincided with when my husband got the vaccination. Um, So um, we have loosened up a little bit but with some internal guidelines Uh, we have uh, enrolled our child back into school. So she's going to summer program right now and she will be back in her school in the fall. Luckily, her school requires uh, masks for all kids. Um, So she's been doing pretty well with that. Um, And um, in terms of traveling, we are going to be traveling um, to go see our in-laws in California at the end of the summer. um, Because, you know, my daughter keeps asking for her grandparents. Um, But we've decided that we did not want to fly um, until our child is vaccinated. So we will be driving. It'll be interesting. Um, But as far as like her going to school and and the masking, you know, I don't necessarily um, think that she does a bad job in terms of the masking. But I do worry that there is a a bigger chance now that she's going to school, that there is a chance that she might get it. And I do still worry about, you know, uh, long term complication for children. Um, But I really had to do a lot of like the data analysis in terms of what what is the risk and what is the benefit here for now. And after a year for us, it was time for her to go back.
0: I I think that's also given us a lot of concern too, right? Sort of how the risk plays. But yeah, you know, uh, Kyung and I went to Vegas for a few days, just the two of us, before Nevada uh, reinstated their indoor mask mandate. And so we were like one of 10% of people walking around everywhere, uh, which was
1: with the mask on.
0: Yeah. I mean, literally outside of, you know, putting food or drink in our mouths. um, Yeah. And and so, you know, I I think, you know, we, we have thought about sort of repurposing that trip as well, but hope everybody stays safe and uh, listen to the experts. um, Listen to the people who have studied this stuff, um, government agencies and other organizations who spend, uh, billions of dollars on researching this stuff to make sure that we're we're all going to come out of this. Um, And so let's chat about the Olympics. That's something that's been really top of mind for many of us in the last three weeks, I think. Um, The games have been going on for the last two, but there was a lot of uh, exciting news leading up to it. On the Asian-American front, we had Suni Lee of the gymnastics team, Yo Moldauer, who's a Korean-American adoptee from Colorado on the male gymnastics team, um, obviously we've had um, a lot of other uh, Asian American representation and also the fact that it was in Asia. It was in in Tokyo. Um, if you follow at least some little, some uh, resemblance of Korean media, there was a lot of drama with um, food and trust issues and just sort of the, uh, the political drama that comes along with uh, Korea and Japan and anything related to that. But I guess I'll start off and I'll answer too. If, if U.S. plays Korea in anything, who do you and your husband root for?
1: We are Team Korea.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And, and I think it's fascinating because I think it's different for our kids. Um, it's different for a lot of other friends. Um, and I do think that it has something to do with the fact that um, all four of us were born in Korea. Um, and and have had that experience and we're a little bit closer to the culture um, than, say, somebody who either was was born here or raised here before memory or was an adoptee or, or, you know, a mixed race. Um, But yeah, I I think, you know, to be frank, I think that's what makes uh, being an American sort of awesome that there's no American ethnicity and therefore you have to try, you have the ability to, trace your roots back to somewhere and that you know you have the ability to cheer for um wherever you call home um but yeah I, it's weird um world cup baseball classic olympics you know uh, i have some usa gear but most of my closet and you know
1: you actually uh, have gears
0: oh my god yeah <laughs> uh yeah we uh yeah so one of the coolest things that i've ever done was with our friend pk uh during the 2010 uh, world cup uh we organized some events uh called the red tigers and we brought like four thousand people out to a viewing event and um is yeah,
1: big, yeah, fun. for sure
0: yeah so we, we we had a lot of fun um but and then the the first baseball classic was out here in la in 2009 and then 2013 and so um uh try to i went to like every single game um, so
1: you root for korea
0: I do. You Um, know, I have this,
1: like, distinct um, uh, memory. um, uh, Years back, I think it was um, – I think it was one of the Olympics. But um, we were watching it with my husband's nephews who are um, – they're half Korean and also mixed with um, Japanese and English, but, of course, American. And um, it was American versus Korean uh, women's – women's volleyball see I remember this and all the uh, all the adults in the family were rooting for Korea and the two boys got really really upset they were like in their uh, elementary school and they were so upset why all the adults who are American are not rooting for America and it was like such an uh, interesting moment because I don't think until then I don't think I've ever been in a position where um, we had two different <laughs> teams within the family, <laughs> um, but uh, but I I distinctly remember thinking, "Wow, this is the difference."
0: Yeah, I mean, I think part of it, because um, Jacob, uh, the same thing, and I, and I think part of it is they're learning a lot of this stuff in school. They're learning, as we all did, pledge of allegiance, sort of, you know, American. Uh, pride stuff at school but yeah I you know I don't know I, I think a part of it is I get this is like when it comes to these things because um, I guess you know what am I trying to say like there have been times where like people have asked me my white American friends like you why do you for Korea you're here am I like do I really belong here right and I think that's sort of those things where like where do you where where do you relate to more, where do you resonate with more and even terms of, you know, what that win means for you. Right. And I think, um, uh, if, if we look at some, you know, other folks who, who've brought, you know, Korean Americans, uh, namely Chloe Kim, when she won, like everybody celebrated, I think like that was cool, but then she also won gold for America. Right. And there was also a little bit of chatter, like, Hey, you know, like, it would have been cool if she had won it for Korea because she won it in Pyeongchang and like, that's what was different. Um, But, you know, I I think about her story in particular when she shared earlier in the year that she literally feared for her life walking her dog outside of her apartment in Los Angeles for somebody who won gold for America and this notion of, do we ever belong here? Or are we always going to be treated as different even though we bring home Olympic gold honors? Um, And so for me and, you know, just my personal take, like, you know, at least... I won't be a victim of racism in Korea. They might make fun of me for being an American or not knowing the language well enough. Um, but well, you know. I don't.
1: I think. I think. Um, you know, when Chloe came, came out, I think it was really quite impressionable for me because not only is she a um, Korean American, but she was a girl, well, mm. a, a woman, and you know, um, to see someone so close to. Kind of who I am, um, and represent represent America in such a way. I think that was kind of uh, quite, um, you know, a big moment for a lot of us um, to see that yes, we're we're part of America, and 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 here here we are, right? Um, and I think that was one of the things that I thought this Olympic this year was quite um, really amazing in that there were some. Um, representation of Asian Americans in Olympics, and um, that really highlighted, um, you know, our presence in some ways, especially given the atmosphere. And you're right, the anti-Asian racism and uh, and whatnot.
0: And this was the yeah, because this was the first time. Obviously, I mean, it hasn't been very long, but the first time that um, Asians in general were on a global stage together. Um, after all this, and and so. Um, you know, at least on on my social media feeds, I saw a lot of celebration of not just Asian Americans, but you know, Asians in general. Right there was uh, the woman um, uh, Lee Kiefer uh, who who won in in uh, fencing, uh, the golfer, uh, so like, and, and the swimmers too. Like there there's a lot, and I think um, it just for for me it was nice because I think. We were rooting for people, um, more so than country, right? So I think when it is like head to head, you know, um, I, I always stayed up or I generally wake up earlier, stay up to watch Korea baseball, and get really disappointed because uh, <laughs> it's always happens. Should have um, should have
1: rooted for women's volleyball.
0: They didn't even broadcast. I, I had to like uh, stream some weird feed uh, that my dad <laughs> told me about to watch Korea baseball, only to see us lose three in a row to Japan, America, and Dominican Republic out of the medal count, which was very, very devastating. Um, but I think what's been nice overall as as sort of a, um, a reflection is that I think this Olympics, we cheered for individuals much more so than countries, right? So when uh, India won their first medal, when the Philippines won their first medal, there was just... Uh, collective celebration of Asian excellence across the board, regardless of what country they may have been representing at the time. Um, and so I, I think I'm hopeful for that. Um, you know, for me, it's a weird thing to say, but like countries are made up. And so uh, you should celebrate the individual achievements of these people and the team achievements. Of, of these, you know, athletes, uh, much I more also, so than the countries, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I also think, you know, having a little girl, right, um, it, it's really nice to see um, that my daughter can, you know, watch something on TV and say, oh, like, she looks like me, yeah. right, and she's an athlete and, uh, in a you know, <clears throat> very high-level athlete competing. I think that's actually really, really important, like, seeing – to be able to imagine that you can be something like that, right? And, and um, obviously, um, in sports, especially as a woman, I think it's it's hard to find the representation. And so that was very helpful, especially given that my, my kid is only four. So just kind of having that visual was really helpful um, to let her see that this is something that you can imagine yourself doing.
0: My, my daughter, the same thing, especially during um, when, when the gymnastics stuff was happening. And I mean, she's two. So like, I don't know how much she sees or, you know, observes. Um, but at least it's been nice to be able to show them things of um, people who look like them, that they can actually, at least even in the subconscious be like, Hey, like you said, Hey, that looks like me and, and what that can be. And this is why it's so important. Right. Because I think, They go to school and and they get taught and trained to be proud to be Americans, as they should. But when they look at the people who are celebrated as Americans, they don't see anybody that looks like them. Being able to make sure that the diversity of our country is reflected in the people that we celebrate. I'm looking at you, Mattel, and Barbie team for screwing it up. I was
1: just going to say that.
0: Like, If we get those things right, then how powerful is it that not only do our kids have the ability to see themselves, um, even sort of challenging the notion of what it means to be Asian American. Um, you know, the most prominent Asian American actually, this you know, uh, before Sunisa hit the uh, the the headlines, was Naomi Osaka, who is Japanese and uh, Haitian, right? And and um, but like people consider her American and then got pissed because she didn't want to, you know, didn't play for America. And it's like, well, like that challenges are very traditional, not traditional. There are very close minded definition of what it means to be an Asian American. Um, when we look at other mixed race athletes, um, when we look at adoptees, when we look at, you know, among American being the most celebrated Asian American in this country today, that really changes. And that really challenges the way that, we particularly as are, are very extremely privileged Korean Americans uh, think about what it means to be Asian American, how we celebrate our community and, and what representation means. So um, I, I am so happy about at least the way that these Olympics play themselves out. Um, overall, I don't think they should have happened from a safety concern. Um, I've had some friends who are covering the Olympics in, in, uh, in Tokyo. And, you know, it was just a very, very surreal experience. And I think as as with many things they prioritized ego and and finances above safety of the people. Um, But we'll see, Um, you know, Jacob, you know, at least is excited in, you know, when the next Olympics are. And um, I told him it's right here, um, literally down the street from our house uh, in seven years. And like, he's excited for that. So like, you know, from an inspiration perspective, from a getting kids to believe that they can, you know, be that I, I think is, is super cool. Um, You know, and it's not perfect. um, But, you know, I I think eventually, uh, maybe not eventually, but, you know, we're all working towards um, getting it right.
1: Uh, Even just the fact that we're having this conversation, right, and uh, talking about the differences, how uh, our children perceive the teams and how we perceive things. um, These are the, the, the subtle differences that not all families will have. Also, but also, even if we do have it, we don't really necessarily talk talk about it as much. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, that we can talk about it and notice it and discuss what we can do to foster our children um, in learning about diversity and their own identity formation. I think that's really quite um, a big advance. Um, I do think that you know, just even just starting to talk about is the right answer because really, there's no right answer to how to raise our children, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's the whole thing. There's no the 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 should component of all of this is always fascinating, right? Um, you're born in Korea, therefore you should cheer for Korea. Um, you're you know, like and I, and I always think about that. It is actually my least favorite word in the entire world because. Um, it is the it is the cause of so much pain, um, expectation, and what you're supposed to do. Um, like, let's be honest, a lot of us were and still are trained to not like Japanese people because of history. Um, how that translates to us and the way that we see our friends and particularly our kids' generation is completely different. Um, but I often think about the way that I was trained from an early age to view an entire country of people, um, you know, rightfully or wrongfully, I, you know, I can't speak for our grandparent generation of the pain that they went through. Um, but, you know, the should component I think is, is really fascinating. And um, I, for one, I'm um, trying really hard as, as a parent and as an individual too, uh, to try to be a little bit more open-minded and to try to keep, um, you know, try to not be so prescriptive in the way that I want people to identify. Um, Cause you can do both, right? Like, you know, you can you can equally be proud to be an American and still cheer for Korea, and not have to expect to get crap from either side.
1: Well, I think of it as like, well, personally, I think of it as like I don't put one, I don't put all my eggs in one basket in different. I, I you know, parts. I'm like a mosaic, right? <clears throat> so yes, like maybe like for sports, I, uh, I uh, root for Korea in many different things, but also in certain things, I'm much more American and um i think that's the thing about being an asian american that there's no really big one entity we're heterogeneous and even within people of korean americans i think we're all very heterogeneous in how much of makeup we have like that's how i think about myself that i take bits and pieces of you know everything that i've gone through and uh, and, uh, different places that i've lived in and so uh, it's not wrong or right to have uh, different differences in that. And I think that's the basic line that I would like my children to know that it is okay for you to have a different mosaic component yeah. than I do, um, um, you know, because that's still a part of being an Asian American.
0: We, we say this on the show all the time, but we're trying to raise kids for a world that we can't foresee. <laughs> and so what that looks like from an identity perspective, um, what opportunities we have. Um, You know, we we look at a girl like Sunisa who is only 18 and is thriving, but we also have to take into consideration how many more of our kids will be inspired to start a sport like gymnastics who then will change hopefully the pool of available talent to compete at the world's biggest stage so that hopefully we do have even more opportunities for Asian Americans to compete at that level. And, And that's where I get really hopeful, um, you know, how many Korean kids play baseball because of all the Korean baseball players, how many, you know, all, all the sort of the representative figures, how many black and Asian girls are starting to play tennis because of the Williams sisters and Naomi, um, because they, it gives them the ability to, to, to dream, right? So um, yeah, it, it's been good. And, you know, it was sort of nice to be able to, um, you know, at least as we're dealing with yet another charge to stay home and, and to stay safe, uh, it was nice to, to, to watch all that. So for those of you listening, we, we hope you know, this sort of helped you find some words. I, you know, International sports is, is always a fun topic and always a, a confusing time sometimes. In 2002, uh, when the World Cup happened in Korea and U.S. played, uh, I vividly remember where I was. I was in Koreatown in L.A. at, at a sports bar um very much underage but having a great time and <laughs> seeing how united we were in rooting for Korea when we were playing against America uh that ended up being a draw but that was sort of the moment of holy sh- I am Korean and I'm going to be Korean and you know that's the way I wanted you know sort of that's at an early age when I was 19 that's sort of where it stuck um and so I hope that these opportunities for your own children to see themselves in whatever way, shape, or form to be inspired to be whoever they want. Again, countries are made up, flags are made up. I know there's very deep and very uh, historical in some contexts, but uh, regardless, we, we hope that these individual athletes who look like us, who are us, uh, can inspire all of our children uh, to be like them one day. And even if they're not, that's okay. Not everybody gets to be an Olympian athlete. Um, and so to, to, to find happiness and success in their own ways.
1: It's about early August. Do you have any plans for the rest of the month before fall starts?
0: Yeah. Uh, you're visiting town, which is exciting. Yay. So we're going to have our very first
1: uh, in-person, in-person meeting.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Chanchi boys are also going to be in town that weekend. So we're going to have a big uh, Just Like Media uh, team luncheon. Uh, we're actually doing a live event with the Chanchi boys uh, from the Chanchi show, uh, our Korean adoptee podcast here on just like media that Sunday. Um, and so if you're listening to this before and you want to join us, uh, go to the Chanchi show website at chanchishow.com. show.com. You can learn to uh, join us. Um, Patrick, one of the co-hosts has never had kogi or Korean barbecue before. Um, How is that possible? So, oh my goodness. He, 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 he discovered he was Korean last year. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, if you want to see a grown Korean man uh, drink soju for the first time—well, not for the first time—but in in uh, in a very comfortable setting, uh, come hang out with us. Uh, that's what's exciting for for us here at uh, at the company. Um, I'm starting to uh, get more inquiries on speaking, so I'll be. Uh, it it does bring some concern, but. Uh, making plans to travel to places like Missouri and to New Hampshire to speak, which is really exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, we're actually going to be uh, sharing in a few weeks a new exciting project that uh, we're working on here at Korean American Parenting um, in, in helping, uh, working with a, a Hollywood studio to promote a movie that's coming out. And so we're excited for that. Uh, thank you for joining us today. I know there's so many of you who listened to us and maybe you missed us, maybe you didn't, uh, but We'll be back. Uh, big shout-out to Joe Kai, if you're listening. He uh, uh, just found the show, he said. Um, his episode oh. on Dears of the Americans will be coming out next week. He's also creating music for uh, Nadi over at the Uri Show. Um, and so, uh, he, yeah, if you haven't found him, actually, we should have him on the show. Um, he makes great music and a lot of fun content and, and a father of uh, twins as well. So, um, anyway... Uh, Yeah. What's exciting for you other than coming to L.A.?
1: Well, coming to L.A. to the civilization uh, is very helpful. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, um, August, September is a busy month for child psychiatrists. Mm. Um, I'm sure it'll be even more uh, hectic this year because a lot of the kids are going back to in-person school for the first time in a long time. And so I anticipate a lot of work. But it also, um, and, and, you know, my child is also going back to school. So it'll be interesting. um, And I look forward to the challenges. um, And it's good to be back in the podcast, too.
0: Stay safe, everybody. Please get vaccinated if you have not. At the very least, please keep your masks on. Um, And if you have any questions for us from anything related to parenting and otherwise, reach out to us uh, at Create American Parenting on Instagram or at koreanamericanparenting at gmail.com. Please be safe, and we'll see you later. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Korean American Parenting Podcast. I want to thank our guest and for you for joining us today as we share our stories and our perspectives along our own Korean American Parenting journeys. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Korean American Parenting, and be sure to check out our website, koreanamericanparenting.com learn more about the podcast about us and about our community please take a moment to rate and review this episode if you are listening to us on apple and share this episode and this podcast with a friend or two in your life who you think would benefit from listening to us thanks again so much for tuning in we wish you all the health and happiness as we go along our parenting journeys together and we'll see you next time on the korean american parenting podcast